Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Phonics Officer Seats. I'm your host Tyler Callahan and we got more news and numbers to talk about. We also, as expected, got a record being rebroken. But first, the numbers. Okay, we are starting with the domestic numbers first and for the second weekend in a row, Raya is in first place with 5.5 million for a total of 15.8 million. In second place is Tom and Jerry with 4.1 million for a total of 28.2 million. In third place is Chaos Walking with 2.2 million for a total of 6.9 million. In fourth place is Spooky with 730,000 for a total of 2.27 million. Finally, in fifth place is Decrude's A New Age with 520,000 for a total of 54.3 million. Overall, the numbers are not bad. Raya had a decent hold of 35%, but it needs to continue with likes like that for a while if it wants to make good money. As for theaters open, well, Deadline is saying 51% of all theaters in America and Canada are open, and that is expected to increase a bit, with Los Angeles finally allowing to reopen. Starting March 15, theaters can reopen at 25% capacity. AMC has already said for that day they will open two of its theaters, and open more in LA and in California on the 19th. Cinemark will be opening more theaters in California and is saying by March 15th, 90% of its theaters nationwide will be open. As for Regal, now that both New York City and LA are open, well, they are still waiting. What I am reading is that they are planning a reopen across the country the first week of May. As for why then and say not now, well, apparently they want at least 50% capacity, so while New York City and LA are open, the 25% capacity limit in both areas is turning them off from a relaunch. See, I want to criticize them, but if it actually does hurt them more to open and run at a loss than not open at all, then I understand. The point of being closed down is to save as much cash as possible. If you open too early, and you burn it all up running at 25% capacity, then you might not make it to 50 or 100%. Still, I hope Disney knows about this because I would like for Black Widow to not be delayed because of Regal's apparent stubbornness. Before we move on from the domestic box office, we gotta talk about AMC, thanks to the update in how the company is owned. The Hollywood Reporter reports that in a regulatory filing, Chinese company Wanda has given up its majority stake in AMC. As of now, their percentage in both stock and voting rights is 9.3%. This is noteworthy because since 2012, they bought and have maintained a majority control of the company. Now, there is no reported reason as to why they converted some shares and sold a lot of others, but I think it is safe to assume with the stock hitting 12 to $15 per share earlier in the year, they took their chance to cut and run, and I don't blame them. The earliest I could find a stock price for it was back in 2013, and that was at $20. So for them, they have watched it slowly decrease over time from 20 down to a low of, you know, four or five bucks last year. And they now had a chance to recover most of their money and leave. I take it too. But to be clear, they're not completely gone. They still have almost 10% of a company. And over the past few years, or actually almost 10 years now, uh, the amount of board seats they have gotten due to having majority control, as long as those board members don't leave immediately, they still have quite a bit of sway in what happens in a company. Heading over to China, a record has been rebroken with Avatar taking the first place spot worldwide all time, again, thanks to its re-release. Over the weekend, it came in first place, making $21.1 million to bring its worldwide total to $2.810 billion. Remember, it only needed just under $8 million to do this. 
the 21 million is more than enough. To round out the rest of the top three, High Mom is in second place for the weekend with 11.9 million for a total of 814.6 million. In third place was Endgame with 6.4 million for a total of 104.1 million. So besides the record being broke again, Avatar did provide a much needed boost to the market as it's starting to slow down again. But don't worry, right now it looks like China's Labor Day, which is set for May 1st, may provide a slew of new movies. Last week we talked about Dynasty Warriors coming out that weekend, and now another one has been announced. Chinese Doctors. And yes, it is a drama movie about the medical workers from Wuhan last year. Now the question for this one is obviously, it will be super patriotic uh, in its presentation, and those kind of movies do really well in China. But for the pandemic, would people really want to revisit those memories so soon? Mm, Something to watch out for. Also, let's be jealous at China, as it is now confirmed that besides Avatar, the Lord of the Rings trilogy will be released sometime in April and in 4K. Now since those movies are about 20 years old now, and the Chinese market back then was very small, I wonder what kind of numbers it would do. Looking forward to that, who knows, maybe maybe the two towers makes the most out of the three. I doubt it, but it'll be fun to watch. Finally, for China, in the first two months of 2021, over 2,000 more screens have been built in the country. This brings the total amount of screens in China to 77,769. Why are they adding more? Well, funny enough, uh, they're actually behind schedule. Back in 2018, the National Film Administration in China set a goal of having 80,000 screens in the country by 2020. Well, it's now 2021, and they still have not hit that mark yet. And for a quick comparison, since screens are different from theaters, the U.S. right now has 40,998 screens. But yeah, them having that much is not surprising. They do have almost triple the population of America, so the screens would actually be used. Let's go to Japan, where we got an update on Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0, and so far it's still doing good. Right now it is at 30.6 million after the first week in release. Uh, Compared to the last one, uh, 3.0 You Cannot Redo, that was released back in 2012 and made 48.6 million in its run. Now clearly, it's not going to be challenging Demon Slayer at all, uh, and makes sense given the long history of Evangelion. You know, again, of the remake, this is the fourth and final movie of a series that I think the first one was like 2006, 2007, so you're, again, you're talking 13, 14 year series just on the remakes. Demon Slayer has only had one season of TV. So, you know, it's a lot easier for casual viewers to watch Demon Slayer instead. However, at this rate, Evangelion could finish above 100 million, and depending on the worldwide release down the road, maybe even hit 150 to 200 million. Now for some quick worldwide updates. Ryan the Last Dragon is now at 52.6 million. Tom and Jerry is now at 66.9 million. Wonder Woman 1984 is at 164 million. And The Crudes A New Age is at 158.7 million. Going back to Hollywood, we finally have some confirmed details for Creed 3. MGM has confirmed Michael B. Jordan will, will star in the movie as well as direct, and that the current release date for it is Thanksgiving 2022. This will be his directorial debut, so we will see how he does. I think he's a great actor and knows he'll put a lot of hard work into directing. Hopefully, it pays off. For Paramount, they got another movie in the works, and this one is a BG's biopic. Paramount bought the rights to it back in 2019 and is now starting to put it together. For directing, Kenneth Branagh will be directing it, and the current screenplay is being written by Ben Elton. No casting or release date announcements yet. This could be a big hit for Paramount. While not as big as Queen, they're still huge and got classic hits that will get people to come and watch. You know you will see the TV spots playing Stayin' Alive, and you will enjoy it. 
Guy Ritchie is coming back to theaters a lot sooner than expected. After The Gentleman released last January, he's already back, ready to release a new movie called The Wrath of Man, which will be coming out April 23rd. The movie was made between Miramax and MGM, and stars Jason Statham and Post Malone. But yeah, depending on the budget for the movie, a Guy Ritchie action thriller movie should be a good time, and that late April release date is a good spot in between Mortal Kombat and Black Widow. So for VOD Premium, it is all HBO Max, besides the release of Zack Snyder's Justice League, which right now has solid reviews at a 75% on Rotten Tomatoes, making it his best reviewed movie since Watchmen. We also have updates from the head company itself, AT&T. First, they are now raising their estimated subscriber totals by 2025. Back in 2019, they projected it by 2025 to be 70 to 90 million. But now that has risen to 120 to 150 million subscribers. As for what they expect to be at by the end of 2021, well, that would be between 67 to 70 million subscribers. And just to fudge the numbers a bit, because they like to do that, these estimates include both HBO and HBO Max numbers. Subscribers. Now, you might be asking, well, how do they plan to reach those kind of numbers? Well, first, there is the ad-supported model coming in June, and while the price has not been set for it yet, we did learn two things about the streaming tier. First, and this is the biggest thing, it will not include the day and date Warner Brother movies that also go to theaters. So let's say you sign up for that plan over the summer, you will not get movies like Dune and The Suicide Squad. The other is that HBO original shows will still be ad-free on the tier, so you will not have to worry about a commercial break during The Sopranos, for example. So far what I'm hearing about the ad-supported tier is good. The Warner Brothers movies were already controversial with the people who made them and theaters. Even if the plan is actually working right now, you know, gotta give credit where credit's due. So it is smart because one, you do not dilute the value of those movies on say a $5 plan. Like you have to either see them in theaters or pay for a premium $15 plan. Uh, you're also now providing the top tier customers some exclusive content. They're also smart with the HBO originals uh, being exempt as having ads because that would dilute the HBO brand. You know, the whole point of HBO it's home box office, you pay a premium price, there's no commercial. The only commercials is for other HBO stuff, so it's good that to keep in that. But it is not just an ad-supported tier that will get all of the subscribers. No, the bulk of the new ones will be from the outside the U.S., and AT&T has also said that by the end of 2021, HBO Max will be available in 60 other countries. They are expecting big things from this international rollout, because by 2025, they expect half of the 120 to 150 million estimated subscribers are from uh, outside the U.S. Now look at the numbers. I do think they're lowballing it a bit. Taking them at their word, they expect to be close to their previous 2025 estimate by the end of 2021. But then it would take them four years to double it. I don't know. I think if they can make a big push across Europe and Asia over the next three, four years, they can do more than that. Uh, especially if the ad-supported model goes global as well. Anyway, that will be it for this week's episode of Box Office Receipts. Question for the week is for HBO Max. Have you signed up to watch Justice League or no? Let me know on Facebook. Link to the pages in the show notes. Thank you for listening. See you next time.